ready to be encouraged and equipped for the authentic life of victory God has prepared for you. Welcome to Real Victory Radio with your hosts, Amy Elaine Martinez and Latan Roland Murphy, two friends, both devoted wives and moms who have a passion for Jesus and huge hearts for the broken. Amy Elaine is an inspirational speaker, author, and Bible teacher. Latan is an award-winning author, sought-after speaker, and Bible teacher, too. Get ready for some real talk about real life and answers to how you can be courageous and live in victory. Now, here's your hosts, Amy Elaine and Latan. Hey, friends. Welcome to Real Victory Radio. I'm your host, Amy Elaine Martinez, and on today's show, we are talking about chocolate cake. It's almost Valentine's Day, and that sounds delicious, right? It's almost Valentine's Day, like I said, and we have a very special guest on the show today, and I can't wait to introduce you to her because it's going to be a really sweet show. I am so glad that you've joined us for today's show. We've had some great author interviews and shows lately, and you can check out all of our previous episodes on our YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify channels. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss a thing. And friends, we would love to hear from you. So email us at gocourageously at realvictoryradio.org. And because we are listener supported in this radio outreach program, we would love for you to partner with us by becoming part of our victory movement. You can find out more at realvictoryradio.org. Okay, let's dive in. I said we were talking about chocolate cake, but today's show isn't really a cooking show because we don't do that. Today's special guest is a dear friend of Latan's, and I'm excited to introduce you to author Michelle Sullivan, who's written the book Chocolate Cake Marriage. Michelle Sullivan is a popular event and conference speaker who has a passion to encourage women to find joy no matter what trial they may be facing. She and her husband, Sean, have four adult sons, a daughter-in-law, and a beautiful granddaughter. And you can connect with Michelle at michellesullivanspeaks.com. She has written the book, Chocolate Cake Marriage, The Recipe to Refresh, Revive, or Restore. And that is what we're going to be talking about today. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Oh, Amy, I'm thrilled to spend some time with you today. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. One of the things that I wrote in the very front of the book was one of the things I loved about this book is that before you started giving us advice, you let us know that you have paid your dues, that it had cost you something. And I found your book very, very relatable. We are thrilled to have you on Real Victory Radio today. And since, like I said, it's almost Valentine's Day, we thought it was the perfect time to share your book with our audience. Again, the book is Chocolate Cake Marriage by Michelle Sullivan. Michelle, marriage isn't always as much fun as dessert can be or should be. Would you please tell us what a chocolate cake marriage is? Absolutely. So I use the analogy of baking a cake to relay the importance of going to God's Word for the recipe for our marriages. Uh, So I bake two cakes. The first one, I don't follow the recipe. I just kind of wing it. I kind of know what goes in a cake. You know, a cup of flour, a cup of sugar, a cup of salt, glug, glug, some oil in there, and just kind of throw the ingredients together. I don't prepare the pans or preheat the oven because I'm kind of in a hurry, want to get her done. Um, And I glob this big lump of dough into a pan, pop it in the oven that I haven't preheated. So I crank it up to 450, and about maybe 10 minutes into baking, I realize most 
cakes take three eggs. I only put in one. I want to have all the ingredients. So I open up the door, plop those eggs right on top, and put it back in, and, and I'm done. All the ingredients are in there. But I haven't done a very good job of blending them or measuring, and I think we can sometimes do that in our marriages. We kind of throw in a little bit of maybe what we learned from our parents, a little bit of Dr. Phil and Oprah, maybe check the Enneagram, get a, get a little bit of that in there, and we kind of wing it, so to speak, and then we wonder why we end up with this flat pancake of a marriage that's missing passion. And so on the second cake I bake, I follow the ingredients list, I measure everything, I do all the prep, preheat the oven, prepare the pans, and, and I end up with this beautiful cake that's risen, it's sweet, there's no lumps of bitterness in it, it's frosted with chocolate icing, so, you know, that's good just in itself, and so that's a chocolate cake marriage. When I've taken the time to follow the recipe, which involves looking at what God says to us as women for what should we be putting in our marriages. And sometimes an ingredient might by itself be a little tricky. You know, you don't want to take that little finger full of baking soda, but it's so important to have it in the batter. Otherwise, it's not going to rise. And so sometimes the ingredients that God tells us to pour in, such as the S word of submission. Sometimes people don't like that word or respect. Uh, we need to have it all in there, and when we blend it God's way, it rises, it's beautiful, it's sweet, and we want to enjoy it. That is such a great analogy, and throughout the book, you you do so such a great job of helping us to really see how not following God's recipe is really a recipe for disaster. And you also give us lots of tips and lots of just encouragement. One of the things that you say in the book is never forget the passion that you once had because God can restore it. And you give so many different practical applications and really just share your part of your story, which helps us to identify with you. And I want to talk a little bit more about who this book is written for and why you have such a passion for it. Mm. Well, I did. I, I'm glad that, that you sense that in on those pages. I wrote it as though I was sitting across from a friend just sipping a latte together. And so I really wanted it to be authentic and relatable. And so I, I do share it from my heart, things I've been through in my own life, and the book is written to, whether it's a woman who's engaged to be married, perhaps she's newly married, maybe she's been there, done that married, and is just kind of going with the flow in her marriage, but the passions ebbed away a bit, Um, you're living more with a roommate than a soulmate, Uh, perhaps your marriage is just in a rut, or it's for the woman whose marriage is in a crisis, it really touches on all of those. The words in these pages are there to not only refresh a marriage, but potentially revive it or even restore it. Um, If if it just feels like your marriage is a 1 on a scale of 1 to 10, and I have heard testimonies from readers that this has done all three of those. It has indeed refreshed, revived, and restored marriages. So the passion for for myself comes from having experienced far too much divorce in my life. Uh, My own parents divorced when I was a teenager. Um, I have unfortunately been through a divorce myself, 
um, due to serial adultery in my first marriage. And that was extremely painful, something I would not wish on my worst enemy. And I've also just seen too many friends and family go through divorce. And so I wanted to try to help. This this book is written to women primarily, although I've had uh, men read it and say that, that they were influenced and touched by it. Um, but I wanted to help women um, walk through what it what it takes to really do marriage God's way. And I know I, I learned a lot. I made a lot of mistakes. And so I'm hoping that in my testimony can perhaps influence a woman to start to really look at what God calls us to in marriage and hopefully avoid divorce because, you know, our families are really the foundation of the church and and of our society. So if our families are falling apart due to the cracks in that foundation that divorce brings, um, I'm just really so passionate about trying to bring passion and love and romance back into marriages so that we can just try to to lessen the divorce statistics we have in our in our culture today. We I loved your answer and I loved how you first started off as telling us that you wrote this book from the perspective of just sitting across the table from a friend from someone who needed, you know, some encouragement because that is what your book felt like. And that's exactly how we want this show to feel. We say that a lot on here. We want it just to feel like we're sitting across the table, having a coffee and meeting our listeners in the place that they are at. And as I, I've been married 26 years this year, getting ready to have our, uh, anniversary on February 11th and I found you know it hasn't always been easy and we had a really really rough place and we made it through but I would consider myself to have a very good and very solid marriage today and I found your book to have things in it that I needed so I would absolutely say that as a woman who has experienced divorce as well and a woman who now is on the other side of that and who has a, a very healthy, very g- good marriage today. I found myself being able to relate to your book from my past experiences as well as where I am today. So it really is for any kind of reader, whatever your situation is, you will, with marriage, you will be able to relate to it. It was very helpful in different ways of just. There were things in there that I hadn't thought of, really, Michelle. So thank you for sharing with us and just being vulnerable in the book. So it was really good. I want to ask you a question that I know from reading your book that you have had some huge victory in your life. And we always ask this question, and it always leads to a great conversation. But where in your life have you experienced or are you experiencing now the very most victory? Oh, such a great question. I love answering it. And you're right. I have had many things in my life that I've experienced victory over. Um, I would say the one that really relates to chocolate cake marriage is the victory over the temptation to take the bait that Satan dangles in front of me. And, you know, I'm hoping with our listeners they can relate. Uh, You know, Satan hates us. He wants to bring division. He wants us to fight with our husbands, and and he wants the passion to ebb away. And so I've noticed just in day-to-day doing life with love of my life, Sean, we've been married now for eight years, 
And though he's a believer, I'm a believer, we, you know, we strive to glorify God and, and we have him at the center of our marriage, marriage is still work. And Satan wants to tear it down. And so as we go through, whether we're driving together in the car or cooking in the kitchen, there are times when the enemy will try to get us to say something, um, to roll our eyes or raise our voice um, in response to something our husband may say or do. And so when I look at, for example, uh, 1 Corinthians 13.5 says that love is not irritable, and keeps no record of being wronged. So if I just take that little piece of God's recipe and apply it to my marriage and really look to not be irritable, when Satan dangles that bait to kind of maybe pop back a response to something Sean has said that I know inevitably will will cause us to have a disagreement, an argument, and bring some strife, um, the victory comes when I say, get behind me, Satan. I'm not falling for this trap. I'm going to reply with something positive. And, and, and then that tends to diffuse anything that might have turned into a, an argument. And we can live in a way that honors Christ with our words, with our attitudes, even with, with the thoughts in our head. And so that's, that's an area where I, I have experienced victory and I continue to look to Christ to enable me to say no to that bait. That was some great advice right there. And it is so true. The enemy does come to still kill and destroy. And he comes in the most, uh, I, don't, I can't think of the word I'm looking for, but just in these, in this, this way that we don't really know that it's him, that we could easily miss it. And he wants to keep us distracted So that we're not doing what he's called us to do. Marriage is still work, like you said, but we don't have to take that bait. So I really, really, really loved your answer. Thank you for answering that. And thanks for sharing your victory story with us. Speaking of victory, for marriages that have seen, that you have seen overcome trials and adversity, what would you say is the secret ingredient? Oh, great question. And I, I really do think that there is a secret ingredient. Um, I, you know, I've been speaking on marriage and, and writing on it for about, well, over 20 years now. It wasn't until about the 13th or 14th year of that that I really had my eyes opened up to the secret ingredient, which is respect. Respect is so very important. And I was really focusing more on love. And I know most, most of your listeners have probably heard of the book Love and Respect, and it's such a, a wonderful book looking at how women really thrive on love and men on respect. Um, it's such a key ingredient um, for a chocolate cake marriage. Um, Ephesians 5.33 makes it very clear. It says the wife must respect her husband. So we can speak their love language all day long. We can learn what their Enneagram is. We can you know, make their favorite dinner and, and sort of look to be that Proverbs 31 wife. But if we are disrespecting our guys, uh, we may as well push the mute button on those love languages because there's going to be strife. And so what I, I began to understand that, but what I really didn't grasp was what does that actually look like practically? 
I thought it just meant, you know, making sure I'm polite and um, loving him and maybe making sure that some things that he likes are in place in our home, that it's tidy, and that that's the way to show respect. Um, but I, I did learn, thankfully, through um, great conversation with my husband, and I think this is really important for our listeners to talk to their husband about what are some ways that I have shown you disrespect? Because I really want, as a wife, to honor God's command to me to, to respect you so that we can have that marriage that has passion and romance and vitality. So that, that to me, is a secret ingredient to really look to how we can truly respect our husbands. Well, that leads me right to my next question for you, because that was one of the chapters that I found myself underlining a lot of things. You showed us some things in that chapter that maybe we might not have thought about on our own. One thing you said, I want to read a quote on page 108. You said, our marriages are too important to allow something as simple as the tone of our voice to tear down our home. Be intentional about the pitch of your voice. That one I totally underlined because I think that that is something that is such an easy thing to let slide, but it has really damaging effects. And you give some great practical applications for us to use in our lives in that chapter, Respect 101. How can we respect our spouse? Because that can be a difficult thing to do on the daily. Give us some practical right, applications. Right. It's so true. And this is where um, I think it's just a matter of being aware of some of the things that our husbands feel are disrespectful. So, um, you know, sometimes we can be kinder and more polite to the, the checker at Ralph or Albertsons than we are to our own husbands with the tone of our voice. So that's something to really be careful of. I know when we're boyfriend, girlfriend, or in that dating time of our before we actually get married, we can just be so polite and fun. And then, you know, you get post um, into your marriage and, you know, suddenly you're not using those same kind words. Um, another practical application is greeting him at the door when he comes home. You know, just taking the time to, to honor him by, you know, welcoming him home and um, you know, when I have a friend come over, I know I'm going to maybe light a candle, fluff the pillow, maybe brush my teeth, and, and just knowing that she's coming over. And so we can show that same respect to our husbands. Um, another one that I found after interviewing hundreds of men is they do not want us women telling them how to drive, <laughs> how to drive, where to drive, where to park. It basically, surprisingly to me, because I, I always thought when I was pointing out a parking spot to Sean that I was, I was helping, but they actually hear it, as Dr. Eggers talks about, through the, the blue eardrum, and what they hear is, you can't quite get us from A to B, so let me help you out. And so that is, that's an area where it's like, Jesus, take the wheel. Just let them, let them be, be the driver, um, park the car, and take the route that they want to take. Um, another one that's really important is don't interrupt your husband. I know Sean and I can be having a discussion about something that's, you know, pretty benign. Um, but if I interrupt him while he's talking, that can be like sort of waving that red cape in front of a bull. And you can be having a conversation that was really just pretty lighthearted. But as we drip the disrespect into it, it is going to bring um, some resentment that may pop up later on in the day that we don't realize that it was because we were 
interrupting or our body language, you know, rolling of an eye or crossing your arms, things that that we don't really think about is showing disrespect, but it lands with our husbands and it, it does cause them to have that little the little pit in their stomach where they know that they've just been dissed. And just like we don't want to be felt um, that to feel that unloved feeling, they don't want to feel disrespected. Those are some great tips because I think I could have raised my hand as guilty on all three of those. So, you know, while you were talking, I was, I heard you say that because we are so familiar with our husbands that sometimes we will have that tone of voice that is not so loving. And I looked up, I Googled just familiarity breeds because I didn't know, I couldn't think of what that statement was. And it came up with familiarity breeds contempt. It's proverb, extensive knowledge of or close association with someone or something leads to a loss of respect for them. Isn't that perfect for what you were saying? Sometimes when we are so close to someone, we do sadly lose a little bit of respect for them. But your book really gives some very practical ways that we, I had not thought of. So that was one of my favorite chapters. And we mm. we have a little bit of time left. So I want to ask you, what about the woman who's too hurt or hopeless to take that first step? And we only have a just, what would be your quick reply to that because we have just about four minutes left and I want to pray for the listeners. Yes. Oh, well, my heart goes out to you, dear sister, if that's you. I will tell you that I have experienced that. I've experienced that pain and where you just feel like you you can't, you don't even want to try. But God is a God who's with us and for us. And when he is for us, who can be against us? So my, my prayer and my heart for you would be to to take it to the Lord. He knows exactly where you're at. He He's sovereign. So he knows who you're married to. He's going to walk you through it as you surrender to him. And there's a couple of verses that um, really helped me. And one of them is he answered their prayers because they trusted in him. And that's from First Chronicles. And then delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desire of your heart. So just trust God with his recipe. He designed marriage. He knows who you're married to. He wants you to have a successful marriage. So take that pain, bring it to the foot of the cross, and let him lead and guide you through the valley as he takes you on that sojourn to the mountaintop because he will take you there. He is a God who redeems and restores and refreshes. Praise him for his amazing ability to do miracles. Yes. Would you pray over the listeners for just as we're closing out this show, because I feel like your heart is so in tune with where some of them are. So would you do that for us right now? Absolutely. Oh, Heavenly Father, God, we are in awe of you. You are so good to us, Lord. I praise your name for your word, for your Holy Spirit that is there to lead us and guide us, Lord. And I especially want to lift up any woman who's listening right now, Lord, who is just feeling hopeless and helpless and not even wanting to to seek your face, Lord. I pray that you would draw her to you, um, that she would desire to honor and glorify you because you have done so much for us, Lord. So we want to to show people the love that you have and that you are there to lead us and guide us and to give us the strength 
and the courage, Lord. Help us to not be discouraged, Lord. You tell us in your word, do not be afraid or discouraged. So we claim that. We ask you to be our courage and our strength as we walk through whether our marriage is failing or or doing well, Lord. We want it to honor and glorify you. So we praise your name in advance for what you're going to do in and through every marriage that's listening today. Praise you, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, I add to that prayer, and I just cover our listeners today in their marriages. Lord, I pray that you would revive, restore, and strengthen us to be the women that you've called us to be, to be the spouse that you have called us to be, and give us the courage to step out with you in all these things. Lord, we ask you to just bless the listeners and be in our marriages. Thank you so much for Michelle and this book and how it is helping marriages every day. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for being with us, Michelle. Thank you, Amy. It was a blessing and a privilege. Next week, we have another special guest on the show, and we are talking about how to get away from all the noise and find a quiet escape with author Martin Wiles. So come back next week and listen in. And thanks for making Real Victory Radio part of your day. We hope you were encouraged by today's episode of Real Victory Radio with Amy Elaine Martinez and Latan Roland Murphy. Go to amyelaine.com to find out more about Amy's ministry, including her book, Becoming a Victory Girl. And go to latanmurphy.com to learn more about her award-winning book, Courageous Women of the Bible. Real Victory Radio is a listener-supported radio ministry outreach. We depend on your prayers and donations. Check out the Victory Movement for ways you can partner with us to reach listeners with the power to go courageously and live in victory. Please join us again Saturdays at 6 a.m. and 4 p.m. for Real Victory Radio.